We're so happy you've joined us today. God wants to do so much for you and through you, and we want to hear about it. Send us your story to pastor at relevant316.com. If you want to support this ministry financially, hop on our website at relevant316.com. There you'll find different giving options to suit your needs. Once again, thanks so much for joining us today. Well, welcome to our online experience here at Relevant Church. So glad that you joined us. I hope you enjoyed Justin Howard leading us in worship and that you had a time of worship uh, right there online as well. I'm here in my home with some of my friends and uh, the team members here at Relevant Church, and we're about to just kind of get in the Word. And, and the thing about this is that um, we may look at this whole experience as like, you know, something that's a result of like, you know, the coronavirus and all these you know, things that are going on around the world. However, the thing is just that, like, by and large, around the world, even when things are normal here in America, the church uh, in various parts of the world is underground, and uh, the church cannot gather in some places in an assembly of more than 50 people, and they have to meet in homes just like this. So I, I almost kind of, I, I almost, I have a half praise the Lord over all this, and half praise the Lord because this is kind of like a practice run for what, is to come really in the future and it's not a bad thing because the thing about it is that whenever the the church was scattered what happened was that there was a natural result of exponential growth that took place if you look at in the book of Acts it says that the church was growing exponentially and how was it growing it was home by home like you know groups were meeting in homes because there weren't church buildings back then uh, in some places it was illegal for you to confess the name of Jesus but uh, so here in 2020, we get to kind of uh, get a, a small taste of that. And here's what I believe. I believe that the church will continue to grow uh, because the church has not closed down. Right. right? The church has not closed down. If you are a living, breathing, heartbeat-having human being who confesses Jesus Christ as Lord, the truth is that you, wherever you are, wherever you may, wherever you may gather with uh, two or three other people, there he is, and there the church is as well. So um, uh, we, we praise God for that 100%. 100% praise, right? Everybody yeah, here? Yeah. <clears throat> cool. So <clears throat> today my, my, my wife woke up and she um, uh, said to me that, uh, you know, she went to the grocery store yesterday and, and she <clears throat> missed out on a few items that she didn't buy. I think it was... Uh, hand sanitizer or antibacterial soap or something uh, and uh, wipes and I can't remember the other item and so I, I was like okay I, I've got to correct this I got to fix this because I know that overnight most stores will, will stock restock the um, uh, the aisles and so I went to Stater Brothers our local store here and lo and behold it was Black Friday to the 10th power it was like a whole nother level of like frenzy uh, I was on Facebook earlier, and one of my cousins, this is the first time I have a family member who's recorded a viral video. A family member of mine recorded a video of two, three women fighting over toilet tissue. Oh my yeah. gosh. Like, oh like, wow, like this is serious. And I'm like, why are you recording? Why didn't you stop the fight? But thank you for recording so that the rest of us can see what's going on around the world, right? You know, people are going pretty crazy, and then... Uh, probably this is the most epic time for for internet memes right now. Uh, Harold was talking about how he was scrolling. He's like, wow, the, the things that people are producing out there, like the way that people think uh, in terms of uh, when we're experiencing such tragedy, it's still it's still it's cool that we can still laugh 
laugh at ourselves in the whole process. But um, uh, a, a major idea um, that's come out of this for me, especially when I was at the grocery store today, was that in times of panic, anxiety, uh, fear, it is the perfect opportunity for Jesus to reveal his person and his plan in people's lives. Yeah. It is the perfect opportunity. As a matter of fact, in scripture, throughout the gospels, maybe over the next few weeks we might even like go deeper into these, these uh, subjects, it seems as if Jesus will purposely take his disciples into situations where there's a storm, where there's a great wind that comes against them, where they face opposition in order that he may reveal his person, his purpose, and his plan in their life so that they may have a, a, a new revelation of who he is in those situations. So I want to show you guys a story, a, a story in, in Matthew chapter 16 because in Matthew chapter 16 we're introduced subtly to the idea of panic. The idea of panic is introduced in, in, in Matthew chapter 16 in, in a very subtle way. We don't see it oftentimes because we kind of read through it, but if you do the historical digging into the scripture, you will discover that, that Jesus purposely takes his disciples into this area, into this region, in order to, to number one, uh, give a new narrative to what the people of the day were used to, to, to expose who he was in those situations to his disciples, and to also reveal his plan and how the gates of hell could not come against his plan. Uh, we're seeing NBA games canceled, and we're seeing uh, flights being canceled, and travel, and, and all kinds of other uh, events around our country being completely canceled or postponed. March Madness completely moved over. It might not even happen this year because of what's going on. And so Jesus says, let, let me tell you guys something. Um, uh, I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. There's nothing that will cancel my plan. Yeah. Right? So, in Matthew chapter 16, verse 13, it says, Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he was asking his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? It says, Now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he was asking his disciples, who do the people say that I am? Now, the thing about that is, uh, was he having a crisis of his personal identity? Or was he uh, seeking validation as to what do the people think? I mean, uh, it's kind of strange to think that Jesus would wonder, what do people think of me? You know, he already knows who he is. He's completely secure with the Father. He's secure in his mission. He's secure in what he's about to do. But yet he asks his disciples, who do people say that I am? I, I want to uh, submit to you that he was not asking for himself. Yeah. He was not asking because he forgot. He was not asking because he was wondering what they were saying. He already knew what they were saying. But he wanted the, the, the disciples to, to um, uh, have a revelation of their own. Right? So he brings them to Caesarea, Caesarea Philippi, and he asks them, and he asks his disciples, Who do the people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, but others still Jeremiah or one of the prophets. And he said to them, But who do you say that I am? Now, I'll pause and go back a little bit. Because this is where we, we, we can miss a lot of what's happening in the entire passage. Of scripture here. Mm -hmm. What we are experiencing right here is what some scholars, one of my favorite scholars, calls cosmic ge ge uh, geography. 
cosmic geography. This is something that is supernatural. It's happening in a, in a supernatural location where a lot of supernatural events take place. As a matter of fact, it's so supernatural that not just the Judeo-Christian tradition viewed this location as a supernatural location, but rather every other pagan person, the Greeks, had a shrine to their god Pan there. Zeus had a temple at the same location. And there were all kinds of other rituals and pagan worship happening in this place. So, so Jesus takes them to this place, and what they're probably seeing around them are people coming to worship all these other false gods and, and to uh, uh, perform pagan rituals. And so there, in Caesarea Philippi, he says to his disciples, who do people say that I am? What are people saying about me? What's, what's the word? What, what's trending? What's a hashtag around my name, yeah. if you will? Right? So, in this region, there's lots of caves. There's lots of temples. There's a lot of cultic worship taking place. There's pagan rituals taking place. Lots of superstition. Lots of supernatural um, uh, uh, ideologies that are, that are spewed about that location. And... In this same location is a temple to the Greek god Pan. What's his name? Pan. Pan. And he was the god of the mountainside. Perhaps you guys have may, may have seen different depiction of this god. He's a, he's a half man, half um, a goat figure with horns and he has hooves and he's very hairy. He um, uh, runs around, he, he's called the god of the mountainside. He runs around chasing after nymphs or beautiful ladies of the woods in order to capture them, uh, rape them, and, and do all kinds of harm to them. And he's depicted, he, that's the depiction in, 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 in mythology of, of this Greek god. And so, in the place where the people would worship the Greek god, there was a, there was, there was a little uh, uh, a cave with a crack at the end of it, and there is what was called the gates of hell. In that they believed that that was the portal through which uh, people entered the other side, if you will. And so what people would do is that they'll bring their offering, if they were dealing with some issues, and they'll place it there and hope that the ground would shake just good enough so that their offering would go through that slip, that little crack, and would be accepted by Pan. The time in between which your offering was accepted or not was a time called Panic. Mm. Where we get the idea of panic. Panic comes from worship of the god Pan. So, he's the god of anxiety. He's the god of fright. The god of disorder. And what we're seeing around the world right now is a lot of people... The market's going back and forth, up and down, simply because they're under the power of the God of Pan. The God of anxiety, disorder, panic. And so Jesus takes his disciples to this, this very location to teach them about who he is in an environment of panic. In an environment of anxiety. Who is Jesus? What does he do and what does his work accomplish in someone's life. Now, they say, 
Well, some people say that you're Elijah. Some people say that you're uh, the prophet Jeremiah. Some people say that you're you're John the Baptist, and and other somebody, you know, one of the minor prophets, maybe Micah or somebody, Malachi, whoever their favorite prophet is. That's who they're calling you. And so Jesus says this. He says, "Okay, okay, I get that. Now, 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 I want you to pick up on this in in, in verse um, uh, fourteen. It says, "And they said, what do they say? What, what does it say? They." They said, right? Collectively, they all are, are saying these things. Mm -hmm. And then Jesus asks this one question. He says, but who do you say yeah. that I am? They all are saying Jeremiah, Elijah. They're, they're calling all, out all these names. And the moment that he says, who do you say that I am? Watch what happens. Mm -hmm. Silence. Mm -hmm. yeah. 11 out of 12 people who follow Jesus, who've seen him do miracle, miraculous wonders and works and heal the blind, walk on water, turn water to wine, all these things. They've heard him teach like no other person's ever taught before. They've seen him fulfill parts of, uh, of Old Testament prophecy time and time again. And then he says, well, who do you say that I am? Hmm. And at that moment... Silence. Nothing is said about who he is, except for Peter. And so it says this, and Jesus said, uh, says, Simon Peter answered, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Peter, Barjona, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. I also say to you that you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell, that's where they are, Will not, will not overpower it. And I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth mm. shall be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth shall be loose on, in heaven as well. Then he warned his disciples that they should not tell anyone he was a Christ. And from that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes and be killed and be raised up on the third day. From that point on, this is the shift in his ministry. Up until this point, it's been about what, who is Jesus. Now he's like, I want to re reveal more of who I am to you. And I'm going to reveal my purpose and my plan to you as well. You guys follow me? Yes. Everybody with me? Online, are you with me? Give me a like if you're with me. <laughs> right. So, so, so lots of things happen there, but, but we'll, we'll, we'll keep it on point and brief here, uh, in this environment where everyone has an opinion of other people who, he, who, who of what other people are saying about Jesus, when he asks the simple question, who do you say that I am? Only one out of the 12 can speak up and say this. Of course, the Spirit of God reveals that to him. But, but wouldn't you think that some of the other 11 would, would come up with their own guesses? Could, could it be that, that in times of anxiety, in times of panic, in times of like disorder and chaos like we're experiencing right now, some people who follow Jesus have not had a personal revelation of Jesus, and therefore, we become just like the crowd wow. and allow the anxiety of what's happening out there creep in on the inside of us because we have not fully come to an understanding of who he is and what his plan is fully 
will accomplish in our life. So, the big question for believers is this. Who do you personally say he is to you? Because who you say uh, he, he is is, 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 is critical. It's, it's mission critical to your life. Um, uh, because what, what I've discovered is that uh, following Jesus is not a trickle-down experience where I can follow Jesus because my parents follow Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. It's, not a, uh, uh, it's not a contagious virus where just because I hang out with other Christians, if they breathe on me, I will become a, a Christian as well. It's not one of those things. I need to have a personal revelation of who he is. And if I don't have that personal revelation of who he is, I will succumb to the environment on the outside and it will take residence on the inside. Mm -hmm. Unless he already has taken residence on the inside. I think an amen goes right there. Yeah. So he says to Peter, I'll build my rock on this, conf on this confession. On the confession of me being being the son of the living God, of being God, of being uh, 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 um, the one who came to redeem and restore. On that revelation, I will build my church. I can be in it. He, he's basically saying that it doesn't matter what situation I come in. In that situation, as long as there's a confession of who I am, I stand to be Lord over yeah. any other God. Yeah. That, can, that, that desires to rape, pillage, and, and destruct, and, and case, cause chaos in people's lives, if I am confessed, everything must succumb and bow down mm -hmm. to who I am. It's kind of like when he was uh, on that storm, on that boat, and the storm was raging, and he, he gets up from his sleep and he says, peace be still. Yeah. And his disciples are like, wow, even the elements of nature worship him. Yeah. Because when he speaks and you, you get a revelation of who he is, everything else must, must come and surrender to the confession of his name and who, who he is. So uh, in Jesus, we no longer have panic. We no longer have anxiety. We no longer have hysteria. It should lead it should lead us, what's happening around us in our world should lead us to a place of saying, you know what? God is still in control. Jesus is still in command here. What I love about this is this, is that um, as I said earlier, it seems as if everything is being canceled. Yeah. Um, all, all plans are being canceled. We we, we, we um, uh, aren't meeting in a, in a physical location because that's been canceled. Um, uh, your sporting events have been canceled. Your plans, uh, I had a trip uh, planned to go to Atlanta on Tuesday. That's been canceled. All kinds of things have been canceled. Um, uh, the Olympics, we don't know what's going to happen to the Olympics. Things are being canceled. And Jesus says this. Watch what he says. From that time, Jesus began to show his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things from the elders, the chief priests, and the scribes and be killed and be raised up on the third day. The gates of hell, the supernatural forces of evil that may come against a believer or come against this thing that we're in, even though they have an agenda to cancel certain things in our life, cancel the plan of God in your life, even though that may be at work, even though um, uh, you may have some, some things that are being formed against you, I want to let you know that no weapon formed against you shall prosper mm -hmm. simply yeah. because 
He said that I am going to Jerusalem. Yeah. And when I go to Jerusalem, I'm going to be turned over. I'll be arrested. I'll be uh, uh, tried by the chief priests and the scribes. These are the things that are going to happen. Yeah. And then I'll be crucified. But this is what's going to happen. Yeah. The devil will think that he has cru- he has canceled my plans to redeem and restore and, and to save people. Yeah. Yeah. However, early on, on Sunday morning, yeah. I'll rise up. Yeah. In other words, what I want to say, say is this. What I want to say is this. This is so good. I want to say is this. Is that the resurrection, my friends, can't be canceled. Yeah. Yeah. We're living in a state of, of understanding and a reality and, and a foundational uh, knowledge that Jesus did something for us 2,000 years ago that cancels any plan of the enemy over your life. Yeah, yeah. And, and when we confess him as Lord, mm-hmm. guess what? The panic must cease. Yes. The anxiety must cease. Yeah. Do not be afraid. Be aware, yeah. but do not be afraid. The resurrection cancels every plan of the enemy over your life. Amen? Amen. Let me pray for you. Father God, I thank you so much for... Everyone that's tuning in right now, everyone that's jumped in and, and caught a piece of this, and I ask that you would um, uh, give them peace beyond understanding. I ask that they would cast their cares on you, knowing that you care for them. I ask that, that they may be reminded that even though the enemy had an assignment of evil against them, the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ has canceled all the enemy's plans. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church. We have already won. And so we live and we do life from a place of victory. That we embrace that truth. And Lord, if there's some who are watching this right now and they're trying to figure out life, trying to figure out what's going on, wondering what's happening, may they look to you because you are the answer. The answer isn't in a bottle. The answer isn't in a, in a, in a relationship with another person. The answer is not in, in any material things. The answer is found in a personal revelation of who you are. Lord, in their life. If that person is you, I'd invite you right now to receive Jesus as Lord. Allow the Holy Spirit to connect with you so that you may become one of God's children. To receive His forgiveness by simply believing in the work that He did on that cross, the death, burial, resurrection of Jesus Christ. If that is you, just shoot us an inbox, send us a message. We want to pray for you, we want to give you some resources to help you be strong in your walk. And we thank God for allowing this moment to take place in your life. And Lord, we thank you for all that you're doing. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Well, listen, guys. Um, there's, I'm sure, somewhere on the screen here, on, on the, um, uh, on the uh, uh, comments there, there's places where you can uh, give your donations to help move ministry forward. Uh, as you know, there's so many things that we... You know, whenever there's a pandemic taking place around us, it's an excellent opportunity for the people of God to come together and give. 
yeah. because there's so many needs out there and so much uh, that the Lord's planning to do in and through us. So we thank you so much in advance for your generosity and God bless you. Thanks again for listening to this week's message. We'd love to stay connected with you. Find us on Facebook and on Instagram at Relevant Riverside. We hope you have a great week.